Welcome to Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. If you've been listening for a while, welcome back. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Fiona. My passion for sport really started when I was a competitive swimmer. This led me to study sport development at university whilst also working within the sporting industry. I'm a huge believer in sport being used as a tool for good. Each week, I'll bring you an episode with someone involved in the sporting world. It could be your local high school teacher or your childhood or current sporting hero. The difference is that it's not your typical type of questions. We talk about the highs and lows in their journey through sport, but also what they've learned from it and how it's made them who they are today. There's also a strong focus on how being involved in sport can impact the community. If you haven't already, make sure you hit follow wherever you're listening so you don't miss the drop of each new episode. If you're after some bonus content, then you can check out our Instagram or Facebook page at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. Have you ever thought about how sport can help build character and teach you resilience? Well, today I'm chatting to Matt Rizzo about the lessons being involved in athletics has taught him. In this chat, you'll hear how Matt got involved in athletics and how at 18 years old, he became the winner of one of Australia's most famous running races, the 2017 Storwell Gift. Coming from the same high school, being influenced by some of the same teachers, just a few years apart, it was incredible being able to reflect with Matt on some of the pivotal moments in his sporting journey. A notable shout out goes to one of our teachers, Nige Knighton, who made a huge impact on both our sporting journeys. There's actually two episodes with Nige back in season two if you'd like to hear some of his wisdom. But for now, let's jump into the chat with Matt. So Matt, can you tell us a little bit about your sport, your sport is athletics and how you got into it? Yes, yeah, so I originally, I never used to do athletics when I was little. I was always a hockey player. Mum never used to let us play like sport over summer. So athletics was right out the window. Uh, it wasn't until I was probably in year six that one of my PE teachers saw me run and said, oh, have you ever considered doing athletics? Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, but mum doesn't let me play sport over summer. Um, so he's like, oh, I think you should really convince her. So I went home kept nagging her, kept nagging her, kept nagging her. And she's finally um, broke and was like, okay, if I let you do athletics, you can't miss one, one Saturday. And then from there on in, didn't miss one Saturday at all. And um, yeah, fell in love with it. Oh, wow. So did you start in little laths? Yeah. So I started in the laths. So I only started in the laths in like under 12, mm. like under 12s. I was pretty lucky first year, um, came state champion over the two. Um, and I only did the last for a little bit because I ended up, um, injuring myself when I was younger as well. I tore my psoas off the bone. Oh. Um, so that put me out of the sport for a little bit and then I didn't come back till like I was 14 or something like that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like an injury like that so early. How, how'd you deal with that? Um, I guess when I was younger, I was a little bit like upset about it because I was like, well, what's going on? Like, I don't know. Like I couldn't do sport, couldn't do this. Like, And it just kept tearing, kept tearing, kept tearing until I saw, I think, the head surgeon at the Royal Children's Hospital and he operated on it and ever since then it's been fine so it's been good oh that's good you kind of need yeah. that <laughs> yeah definitely for sure so you grew up your you've got three older sisters is that right so i got three older one younger so four in total oh my goodness and so you're the only boy in the household yes correct 
was sport like a bit of an outlet for you or were they into sport as well? How did that happen? Um, we're all, we're all in, um, into sports. So I've had a few of them represented Australia in like uh, hip hop and aerobics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two have played like done a little bit of athletics and played hockey as well. Oh, awesome. So you guys were yeah. kind of encouraged, but only for the winter to start off with. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Oh, hockey. I didn't even know that was hockey. We grew up, you know, from the same high school. So I didn't even know that yeah. was hockey in our area, but that's really yeah, cool no, that you started there. Yeah, that no, was cool. Was there a specific moment you were kind of like, okay, like I really love athletics or was it just that you were good at it? I think when I was, um, I definitely had a passion for it when I was younger, but didn't really think too much of it. Because like I didn't do it, like, I didn't compete in it, and it wasn't till I think it was like the two thousand and eight Olympic Games, watching Usain Bolt run the hundred and the two hundred, break the like uh, world records and Olympic rec- records, that I was like, you know what, that's what I want to do. And I was always fast as a kid, made the athletics team, and but I was always one of those like I'd probably say like a late bloomer. I was always one of those small kids, so it's always that at that age, the bigger kids, like the man childs, <laughs> always want everything. So I kind of always just missed out, but. Yeah, I always had a passion for it. Yeah, oh, awesome. And is there any other significant milestones? Like you've had some amazing results and yeah. you've recently in the last few years moved to Queensland from Melbourne. Yes, correct. What are some of your significant milestones, like injuries, losses, wins along the journey? Oh, like in- injuries for me, I definitely go back to when I tore myself off the bone. Like that sent me back a little bit. And I was like, I never knew if I'd get back into sport, let alone getting back into sprinting. And I was a bit nervous coming back into athletics that I was like, oh, if I tear it again, like it's not career ending, but like it could have been at that age. But I've had other, like I've been really lucky in my career. Like I've had some good good coaches, good support crews. Like, so I've won like state titles over like the four by one. Um, but my biggest one for me is probably winning the stall gift in like 2017. That was probably a big milestone for me because everything just went absolutely perfect that year. Like every every athlete talks about a perfect like season or perfect moment in their career, and so far that that has been mine. What is that for someone who is not involved in like the the running scene? What yep. what is that event? So the stall gift is run over Easter, so mm-hmm. it's worth forty thousand dollars to the winner. So it's the richest foot race in the world. Oh my um, god! So yeah, so it's not too bad. Um, so each athlete is um, got a handicap so it's not like an all even like uh, even start um, you get your handicap based on what you run throughout the years or your pbs so they can work that out and it's run on grass and over 120 meters so it's a pretty big event come easter time yeah and i saw there's lots of articles on you on the internet and yeah. i think you even made the news for it as well yeah yeah correct yeah oh my gosh what was that like because you, you won that quite young yeah, so I won it when I was like 18. So I first made a Storgi final when I was in 2016. So I was like 17. I'd just broken my collarbone that season. And I was training down at the sand dunes and at the track by myself with my arm strapped up um, with a belt so I could still run so it wouldn't move. Um, so I got to experience that quite young, make my, making my first final. And then coming back the year after, I think I was a favorite from December or something like that. So I was a pretty red hot favorite. Like when I came out at sports bet, I was like $3 and within like half an hour, I was a dollar 50. And then by the time I got to stall and raced, I was like a dollar oh five to win my semifinal. Wow. Um, so I guess like a lot of people were like, there's a lot of pressure there, but I never felt it. It was just one of those events that I've always wanted to win. Like it's part of the sporting history. So um, yeah, I was lucky enough to take it out in 2017. Oh, that's incredible. Congratulations for that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 
2017, that was a few years ago. Did that kind of rocket ship you a little bit forward? Like how, what happened since then? Um, I'd probably say it was a good thing and a bad thing, if I'm honest, like a good thing, like I got to achieve something that I'd been working hard towards, but I guess also a bad thing in that spec that everything went perfect that season that sometimes moving forward as an athlete, you're always reminiscing the past, like, oh, but this was so perfect this year. And not ever, I've learned from like then, not everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, seasons aren't, gonna, aren't always going to be perfect, your training sessions, but you just got to get in and do the work. But it did help me, like, propel me on to I focus a little bit more on uh, actual track running. So over the 100 meters. And I think it was two years after, I think it was in 2020, leading into Tokyo, I ran 1034 as a PB, so absolutely smashed my PB, like previous PB with that. And I was uh, got invited to be part of like the four by one um, Australian um, relay team, like training yeah. camp. So that was a cool experience for me. So yeah, it, it has helped, but it also has been like, and, and probably has taught me like a fair bit in my career as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on that in a minute, but I'm gonna ask you a question. It's kind of new, but it's something to do with what you said before. If you could go back and relive a moment, what yep. would it be? And it doesn't have to be that 2017 season. Look, for me, like a lot of people probably would say 2017 season for me because everything went perfect. But I'd probably say when I first ventured into athletics, to be honest, mm-hmm. always found like I think that going back and having that enjoyment as a kid and no care in the world, no pressure, nothing, and just getting out there and just running and having fun with friends, like competing against myself and trying to better myself. That's probably the moment I'd love to relive, like putting my first set of spikes on, getting the blocks for the first time and had my first race because I think that was probably the best part of my career so far. Oh, yeah. And it's so nice that, you know, you can take that back to the grassroots level and go, well, that's actually what I enjoyed as a kid. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're 20-something now, early 20s, and you're like, well, I would yeah. relive that because of the fun and the no pressure. Yeah, exactly right. I love that. That's so cool. And I think that's, at the end of the day, like, that's probably why you still do it. Like, that's why you yeah. participate because you like it. I think it. it was like I ended up becoming, like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, <laughs> like I'm absolutely obsessed and I enjoy it. So that's why I'm still doing it at, like, the age of 24 now. Yeah, which is awesome. And, like, most people, not most people, but so many people drop out that late, high school stage so it's awesome that you're still doing it yeah and I think so also once like uni gets involved going to uni life gets in the way work gets in the way like it's hard to keep pushing on and like keep doing your sport but if you enjoy you always find a way yeah and that's why it's so important to to keep enjoying it I love that yeah now is there any benefit sport has provided you as an individual that's transferred over to like everyday Matt uh, yeah, probably. I'm pretty like, uh, I'm, I'm on time. I'm one of those people that hates, like, if my missus says to me, like, we're, it's three o'clock, we'll be there at like 2.30. So like, I think sports always taught me that to be disciplined on time. But it's definitely, it's taught me a lot to like, be strong as an individual, because not everything's going to go your way in life, the same as sports. So that that's really helped me like grow as a person. But yeah, it's, it's taught, taught me a fair, a fair few skills. It's funny that you say that on time, have you ever missed like a heat or something because you've been running late is that how it taught you <laughs> no I've always even like I've always when even when I first started I'd always I'd probably yell at my mom when I was younger like not the best but I always like please get me there on time please get me on time so I'm always there like two hours before I'm ready to run just just to chill out like my partner um, Bree she always goes to me like oh why are you here so early like why are you getting so early I'm like I just like getting there 
taking like the scenery, putting my bag down. If I want to chill out, talk to someone, then I've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same. Like I came from a swimming background and I yep. was the exact same. I was like, mum, we need to get to the, the warm up pool one hour before it even like yeah. opens. <laughs> yeah. I think there's been a few times that I've been there and I don't even think the venue's been open yet, but I'm yeah. like, I'll still sit there uh, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, that's funny. It's, it's good to find someone else who's like me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, the resilience and the fact yes. that you can pick yourself back up. How, how is that like? Does that develop over the years or did that start from when you were young? I think it probably started when I was young and I didn't really I didn't really take too much notice of it until I started getting a little bit later in my career. When you start to get older, things take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're a kid, you can do everything. Like you can go out, run 100 meters every day of the week and you're fine. But as you get older, things take a little bit more time and you, like, you've got to be a little bit more patient and you've got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And PB's come less and less often and you have to put more into it to get them oh yeah definitely for sure yeah yeah I found that like when I first started swimming like I just pb almost every time I swam and then those those times happened and it was like oh it's months apart or it's years apart and you just have to push yeah 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 I think that's a good thing and it's something that sport is unique in like but it does turn over to other things in life. Like it, you do have to put in work to get that promotion at work or exactly. Yeah. It doesn't happen instantly. Yeah. So if you could go back and share a lesson with someone young, even in athletics or, you know, from maybe from our high school, um, a lesson that you'd share, what would that be? I think for me, like a lesson I'd share is just trust the process and never stop believing in yourself. I think, for a while there, I stopped believing myself a little bit and there was a few mentors around me and I'd probably say that's another one, like surround yourself, like get in, in a sanctum and surround yourself with really good mentors that believe in you as well, that believe and always say to you, like never stop believing and like and trust the process because if you, if you do persevere with it, like you will get results eventually. Yeah, that's awesome. Has there been any that have really stood out to you that you'd like to give a shout out? Um, yeah, so my um, coach, Bruce Gulliver, he, he coached me for a little bit and then moved to Newcastle, but he's still my mentor to this day. And another mentor of mine is Matt Carter. Um, he was coaching me when I won the store gift in 2017. And my physio that's down in Melbourne that I chat to all the time, John Nicolosi, um, he coaches uh, a few very good athletes and a few Olympians, um, but he's always got my back and like I turned to him when I need a few answers. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's nice that yeah, it's awesome. some of your first coaches, like you're still in contact with. Yeah, definitely. And I like, even when I made the move up to the Gold Coast, like they, they never really deserted me. They wish me the best. And they're always, if I ever need a hand or just to say good day or hello, how, how are we? Like they're always there. They're willing to pick up the phone. Yeah. And I know that you're still in contact with some of the teachers that we went to high school with as well. Yes, correct. Did they like provide a big impact on your journey as well? Yeah, for sure. I think they, they showed me at school. I wasn't the, I'll, I'll probably say I'd, I was bright, but I didn't really try. <laughs> but when I did try, I got the results that I wanted. So like um, Nigel Knighton, um, Vets Port and Rec, uh, you've had him as well. Like he really impacted my life that, you know, he, he does make you feel like you, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. If you put, if you put the hard work in, you'll get the results. And the same as Liz Sadler as well. She's one of my favorite teachers. Like she like on a personal level, like she actually did care for you. Um, and also she was the same, like she pushed you to do your absolute best and she'd support you the whole way. Yeah. And you know, you're, are you five years out of high school? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So five years out and these people have made such a big impact on you that you're still talking about it now. So 
yeah, it just goes to show like how someone can touch your life and it still matters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, <laughs> a little bit about this podcast is it's a bit community orientated. It's a bit fluffy, but has there been like a project or an event that you've been a part of that you've used sport to develop the community? Uh, probably not. I'm not too sure, to be honest. Have um, you done any fun runs for charity? No, definitely. I haven't. I'd like to eventually do it, but I think with my busy schedule, um, mm-hmm. training so much, it's sometimes a bit hard to like do other things on top. Do you have like a local ass club that you go down to or do you chat to some young kids? Oh, we have a local ass club that we train down there, but I probably wouldn't say too much community. I do have a few people that uh, message me every now and then yeah. um, on Instagram, do ask for tips or like when I was down at stall this year, some of them asked for a few photos and a few tips on this. So like just giving, I think giving back to them in that way, kind of explaining my story, but giving them belief because, you know, someone like me, like I'm not a superstar or anything, but to them I might be. And to hear a few tips from me actually might make them persevere in their athletics endeavours uh, even if it's on the track or off the track. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're like, oh, it's just old me, but you could be someone's hero, a 17 out, you know, you know year old out there. They could be like, yeah. oh my gosh, I want to be like Matt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like providing them the inspiration to keep going in their sport. Like that is impacting the community. And I think that's the biggest thing in sport today. Like encouragement's the biggest thing. Like you, you got to encourage the next generation. Like I think there's too many people out there that like shoot athletes down or... Yeah. Are really negative towards athletes, but they got to remember one, they're human, but two, like you, you want to see them persevere because it's nothing better to see like someone achieve like what they've been working hard for. Yeah, exactly. And like even more so, like the deeper the field, the better it's going to be for the sport. Yeah, definitely for sure. And the progression, like, you know, hopefully eventually athletics, it's not probably the richest sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the number one sport, the Blue Ribbon event at the Olympics, but funding and financial like a lot of us athletes don't make much money like or no money at all so it's hard to try and keep afloat so like hopefully like you know those kids coming on like push the boundaries more qualify for the olympics and then more publicity and then hopefully like some financial support comes their way as well yeah exactly it's it's funny um did i did an episode with brooke stratton who's a long jumper after her Tokyo Olympics and she was, you know, telling us about how her funding comes about and it's really hard to come by and it's not really enough to like equal a full-time wage. Yeah, it's your full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. And like as an up and coming, like that's if, you know, she was number one in Australia, she made an Olympic final. So like imagine as someone who, you know, is just on the cusp of qualifying how hard that would be. And I think that's the thing. I think in most sports nowadays, we lose a lot of good athletes and a lot of athletes that probably have the ability to go, but they don't have that financial support or I'd probably say they probably don't have the right mentors in place to keep them actually in the sport and keep them believing and keep them going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I guess this ties into our next question is like where you see the future of sports. So like, how could we help that? I think, I think the hard thing is I'd probably say like, I'd probably say I'm old fashioned, but I think seven day trading, especially in Australia, has probably killed sport a little bit because mm-hmm. um, everyone like the price of living's gone up. Like retail's open seven days a week. Like back in the day, like, my mum always used to tell me like you know everything closed at twelve o'clock on a Saturday and sun, like Saturday afternoons were for support, uh, sport and family days. The same as Sundays were for, uh, for sport. I think that's impacted a bit. 
yeah. on sport, but sport's always going to be around. I think like it's going from strength to strength. Not all all sports, but like, yeah, it's always everyone loves a good day out, watching the footy, watching the cricket, going to athletics, kayaking, canoeing, whatever they whatever they're into. So I think sports like, it's always going to be around, but to improve it, I think like corporate wise, like a lot of people have to back a lot of our athletes because a lot of our athletes are, are talented, like mm-hmm. real talented athletes, Olympians and you know, they don't really get the support that they, they need. And like, I think support from uh, the public as well. Like I had a few friends say to me, like, you know, we stayed up for when it was Tokyo 2021, we stayed up for Peter Bowles 800 meter final. We watched Rowan Browning on the hundred meters, Riley Day raced it too. And I said, that's, and they're like, it was so awesome. Like I absolutely loved it. Like we'd watch it again. And I said, oh, that's awesome. So are you going to come to our national titles? Mm. And they're like, oh, oh no, we wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I think like on that level, like support, like for sp- sport to like flourish a lot of people have to get behind it and you know come down to our local comps come down to our state champs come to our nationals and actually support us yeah and like i know athletics has the track classic so they're another yes, event that you know oh, i think i was re-watching the melbourne one it was on tv yeah and i was like oh that's really sad the stadium's like empty like where are all yeah, the audience and like back in the day it used to be like five thousand people coming down and watching the athletes go out and the best athletes in the world mm-hmm. and international athletes and the same as, same as Australian athletes all go at it. And now I think a lot of people have just, they're either too busy or they've lost interest a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think COVID plays a little bit in that? I think so. Yeah. I think COVID uh, definitely plays a little bit. I think live streaming is a good thing, I think for the sport, but then also like a bad thing that people, you don't actually get the bums on seats. Mm-hmm. I think that's a hard thing crowd-wise, but live streaming is probably the best things for sports as well to keep people interested and to know what they're actually doing if they can't make it. Yeah, and it's easy just to tune in. Like I know, I think we were even watching it, maybe. I'm going to say it was 7 plus. I hope I'm right. Yeah, yeah uh, correct. But I was re-watching it from like March or April and I was yep. like, oh, this is great. Like I was only watching it a few days ago. Yeah. I just look at the swimming and how that that's now on Amazon Prime, like yeah, the that's National awesome. Championships. That's amazing. Amazon Prime and I'm like great except you have to get a subscription but yep. it's no longer on the TV yep. but you can go back and you see every single heat yep. you see every single semi every single final and it's not just you know the big ones where it's got an Olympian in it yeah you get to see every single athlete and I think yeah for sure that's fantastic that, yeah and I know Asta's doing the same like it's usually YouTube streamed on I think I think yeah YouTube and I they did have seven plus this year for the national champs which which yeah. was good yeah, so like I think that way it's great for tele- you know showing and televising sport. Yep. In terms of like the backing of athletes, like how do people do that? Do they just like support them on Instagram? I think that's a hard. Like I think it's a hard thing. Like you know, like supporting an athlete on Instagram, giving them a follow or something like that. Like yeah, it's awesome. Like I guess you're letting the athlete know like you support them 100. Sometimes it's nicer, a little bit nicer coming from people like messages rather than just, oh here you go i'm going to give you some money to support you like yeah every athlete wants money in the like to help them get there but i think just people interacting with athletes and know like we're all human like we're all here to help yeah. like help you out if you've got a question we're not nice we're not going to bite um <laughs> but yeah like i think that's a really nice gesture as well yeah and like i know for me personally when people message my instagram in terms of the podcast Instagram yep. at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. If you yep. want to follow it, um, <laughs> when people message me, go, "Hey, I listened to this guest and their journey really resonated with me." I'm like, "Oh, yes! Like I made an impact on someone." Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah. And like, you'd feel the same if someone, you know, messaged him was like, hey, like, I want your advice for something. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's certainly um, a great world of sport out there. And like, it's really cool to see how far, you know, you've come as yeah. as a person, you know, we've come from the same high school, come from the same area. Yes, correct. What's next for you? Because the season's closing-ish now. Uh, so season's done for me. Um, yeah. I didn't have the best season. Oh, last two seasons haven't been the best, but sometimes that happens in sport. You go through a little bit of a lull. Um, so I haven't really thought about what I want to do next. Like obviously I want to continue to do athletics and work towards Paris in 2024 or representing the country in the Commonwealth Games or World Champs, whenever that might be. It might not be till 2028 um, Los Angeles. <laughs> but for me, I think I'm just taking each day as it comes. Like I've had a little bit of time off just, just to be a, a normal person. Like, you know, if I want to go out and eat a junk food or go to Macca's, why not go do it, um, enjoy mm-hmm. myself. But I've been training on the side as well. So haven't really thought about too much. Um, but yeah, I'll probably sit down in the next couple of weeks and plan out what's next. Yeah. When does the season like officially kick back in? So I think the season officially kicks back in October, I believe. Yep. I think it starts in October and ends Easter. But when you've got World Champs, Commonwealth Games, because we're on a little bit different schedule than like the rest of um, Europe, this season mm-hmm. starts a bit different to ours. Um, so yeah, it's all a little bit, but most of the time it's October to yeah Easter, April. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And you know, so you've got that, I guess, winter to decide yes. if you if you want to uh, keep going or if you want to go back to a winter sport like hockey. Yeah, no, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> pro- probably pretty good on the Gold Coast as well. It makes winter training a little bit easier. So I remember the days I used to have to stand there and do speed work in like rain, hail, like cold, nine degrees, and you get you get up here and you're in like tights and a t-shirt and it's 24 degrees and you you can just train normal. Great. Well, uh, it was like three degrees when I woke up this morning. So I'm... Yeah, I heard it was, I heard it was pretty cold. <laughs> Yesterday um, was cold my too. My partner was down in Melbourne even last week. She said it was absolutely freezing and she said even some of the locals said we've never had it this cold before. So yeah, it's been really cold this week. So I'm glad that you're yeah. enjoying uh, the, the heat training. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's nice at the moment. I think it's meant to rain for the next three weeks up here. So it might be a little bit like Melbourne, but yeah. Oh, I have four seasons in one day though. Oh, probably not. No. No. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on and joining us no and sharing your journey. It's been great to, you know, talk to you. We're from the same high school, like I've said before. Yes. Um, and, you know, supporting the podcast as well. Like, thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me. Like, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. This is a completely independent podcast that has been created to share the journey and lessons of top-level sporting professionals, but also your everyday lover of sport. If you liked this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review and share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Until next time.